0: Welcome into another edition of the Pokes Report podcast. Zach Lancaster here, alongside the ever dependable, always faithful, super knowledgeable when it comes to recruiting, Marshall Evanson. What's up, bud?
1: Nothing much. How are we? How are we doing on this fine uh, Thursday afternoon?
0: Be doing better. The day's almost over.
1: It is almost over, and. Had some had some good things happen so far today. Yeah,
0: dude, it's been a good day. You know, we've had uh had a a, a huge win. Cowgirls softball took care of business, albeit late against yeah. Georgia, three I mean, two. But that's that's huge. That's what you want, you know. Uh, I I don't know if there's too many pitchers that, uh, you know, you go into that final frame up three one, you put you put two on, you give up a hit up the middle, scores a run, gets to three two, still has runners on second and third with only one out and then produces a infield fly and a ground ball to end the game.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a World Series, so I don't think we're going to really be seeing any more uh, games that get run away with Mm-mm. necessarily. Probably not. Um, or at least ones that stay run away with. I mean, you might see some some big innings from teams, but I think this is going to be a, a tournament, and you kind of saw it with both games we've yeah. seen today, that the other teams going to kind of claw themselves back in it.
0: Yeah, and that's huge, you know. Um, and what's funny is I turned uh, I turned ESPN on about one twenty, yeah, give or take, because I was like, oh, I'll, I'll catch some pregame or whatever before the Cowgirl game started, and it was still OU James Madison, yeah, and it was tied three uh, three, bottom of the seventh, and I was like, oh damn, James Madison, look at you! But yeah. then it went to extra innings, and if I, if I'm being completely honest, um, that's the first time I've watched James Madison play all year. Oh, and me it, too. And it, and it would have been. Like the seventh or eighth, maybe ninth time I've seen OU play this year, yeah. So I didn't have a lot of confidence that uh, that James Madison was going to be able to pull it out, and then, um, and then you get a you get a two run blast, you know. The uh, and I'm trying to remember the uh, the, the the lady's name. Um, I've got the stats here. I'll just pull it up. That way I'll make a make a fool of myself. I know
1: the pitcher's. Uh, her name was Odyssey. I can't remember her last name, but she was. When you're facing OU, and I mean no one. Other than JMU's roster and JMU's fans, thought that they even had a chance.
0: Yeah, I think there was a comment um, earlier. Uh, it was Odyssey Alexander picks up that win. Um, there was a there was a, a a comment that was like, "Man, I bet we, I bet a lot of people outside of the state of West Virginia had watched this girl pitch in high school and knew who she was." Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, it's one of those things where uh, Kate Gordon. That's what her name was. Uh,
1: yeah, but I mean, JMU, and we'll just touch on this for a minute, just because, I mean, that's no one expected. Well, no, that. Well, and, what, to well, and what's
0: crazy is, well, it's the first time uh, an unranked team has beat the number one overall seed since like, was it 08? I think. It's been a while.
1: Yeah. And they were, I mean, they were talking about it. They're saying that, like, no matter how many times it's happened or what round top happened, they said they think this is the number one upset of all time it, in, in it the Women's be. College World Series. It has to be. There, I mean, there's no is, way around it. This was a team, this OU team, every couple weeks, they keep throwing out the term of possibly the best ever. And to go down to JMU, and it's not like OU choked it. Like, I mean, JMU was just really good.
0: Yeah, well, that uh, Gordon, she was two for 24 in the postseason that was her first hit in like 6 yeah, games. Yeah, they said she'd Something really crazy. struggled
1: and I mean, that if you're going to decide to break a slump, that's it. Why not do it in the World Series against OU? That's it. I mean, that's the one. In extra innings, but yeah, big big time for them and then right after Oklahoma State follows it up, good game with with Georgia. I mean, I I expected them to beat Georgia. Sure. I didn't I had no clue what the score would be or how the flow of the game would go, but I mean, Coming into this, I thought, oh, for sure, OU is going to beat JMU. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma State's going to beat Georgia. Those two will play in the loser's bracket, and we're going to play OU probably yep. multiple times. Well, that that's shaken up a little bit now. Because when you look at it, it's like, okay, our side of the bracket was top-heavy yep. with OU and OSU. And then the other one is... Which I'm not going to
0: lie, it's pretty crappy to put Oklahoma State and OU on the same side well, of the bracket. Yeah,
1: um, it is. But then you look at the other side, they're just pretty balanced to a degree. I mean, you've got uh, Florida State, UCLA, Arizona, and who's the fourth? Um, Oh, boy. I'm blanking. Who's the fourth team? Alabama. Alabama, thank you. Um, the
0: Alabama-Arizona play here yeah, in I mean, just a bit.
1: All of those teams were like 1-2 in their division or their conference. Mm-hmm. Georgia was eleventh out of thirteenth in the SEC. Like they're not supposed to be here. Georgia but they caught they got hot. At I wanna the right say time.
0: they had um and I pulled it up they
1: had twenty one losses this year.
0: I think they were like seven and sixteen in conference play. Yeah. They're not supposed and then, to be and here. then finished 8-0. Yeah,
1: they're not supposed to be in this situation, no, but they got wow. hot at the right time. And they're here. So I thought that we had a good chance of making it at least to like right before the World Series for sure or right before the championship, which would be another matchup with OU where the winner of that ends up going to the championship. But now that may not be the case. Yeah. I mean, o, OSU's run just got way easier. I won't say way easier, way more doable than what it was when today started. Yeah, because you'll
0: need to— uh now
1: you no longer have to beat OU twice.
0: No, they'll have, um, they'll have James Madison tomorrow at 6, I think, um, 6 p.m., and then if you look at it, you know, if OU if OU wins, then you'll have to turn around and probably play them.
1: Which now it's like, okay, we only have to beat them once. We yeah, and I'm not have, we don't have to go back to back with them.
0: Yeah, and that's you know, you hit on it. I wasn't I wasn't super confident that Georgia had a legitimate chance. Now they were good. They got yeah, hot they were, at the right they were time. Definitely good. They they you know, they got back 3-2, had runners on second and third. Mm-hmm. Um but that's that's the dominance you get when you get Carrie Eberly on the on the in yeah. the circle. Um but I, I don't have a lot of confidence that Georgia is going to be able to beat OU and knock OU out. No, I, I wouldn't – if I'm being, like, 100% honest, I wouldn't be surprised if, if OU went out there and run-ruled them.
1: Oh, I wouldn't be either. <laughs> wouldn't be surprised but if they beat again, them. But then again, it's like – I mean, them. I guess you never know what happens in the postseason sure. now. But I expect – I expect that Oklahoma State will go out and beat James Madison. I mean, that's just kind of – I think Oklahoma State is – the better team, sure. obviously. James Madison is feeling it right now. They're on fire. Yeah, they're solid, but, but that that
0: may have been.
1: I don't want to say it's a fluke.
0: That may have been it for them, right? I think because that that's, be, that's that's big time.
1: I think that might be the. I mean, if you kind of compare it to a little bit of March Madness, James Madison was kind of considered oh, they're the Cinderella. Out of the eight teams there, seven of them are power mm-hmm. five, and then there's James Madison kind of sitting by themselves.
0: And that's and that's how it would be. You've got uh, James Madison advanced uh, to that game five, Oklahoma State advanced to that game five. Mm-hmm. Uh, that game is tomorrow, uh, Friday night uh, at 6 p.m. Central time. That's on ESPNU. Um, the winner of Oklahoma and Georgia, that's the game seven. That's Friday at – or excuse me, um, Saturday at noon. That that The loser's bracket is Saturday at noon, um, and then they have to turn around and play the loser of the game five, or excuse me, loser of game six, which would be the bottom half of the bracket, I believe. Yeah, you'd, you'd play the loser of, so you've got the opposite side, Alabama-Arizona Thursday uh, at six central, and that winner advances, and then you've got Florida State-UCLA. So whoever who the winners the loser of the winners <laughs> of oh, the geez. first games move to the other side of the bracket and they would play um they would play the loo- they would play the winner of OU Georgia. You want to look at it? it is weird.
1: Yeah, cuz I don't, don't All right,
0: so tough. you've got so you okay. got the top of the bracket here. You got OU James okay. Madison. Yeah. So James Madison advances and you got Oklahoma State Georgia. So they go here. Right, so OU drops down here Saturday, okay, and they play Georgia, and then the winner advances. So like this is Game Six, Uh, the winner of the other side of the bracket, okay, is Game Six. I
1: didn't think the brackets messed with each other until the championship. Mm -mm. Okay,
0: so the winner of the other side of the bracket, you've got Alabama, Arizona advances to Game Six, and then Florida State, UCLA, that winner advances to Game Six. Gotcha. So whoever. Loses whoever that loses game that the, game. Gotcha. Goes to the bottom side and will face. That's weird. So lose, they, that yeah, that's that's a weird. It's strange. And but then, so if let's just say it is going to be OU that beats James Madison, or excuse me, beats Georgia. Yeah. So they would have to play the. They'd have to play the loser of that other bracket. Sheesh. So they'd have to play two games on Saturday to advance to Game Eleven on Sunday, which would be the winner of Oklahoma State, James Madison.
1: Yeah, I'm just going to watch the
0: TV and see what the <laughs> Dude, I brackets are weird, I dude. I can't follow them. Brackets are crazy, man, because then you still have – Honestly, I have no idea what you
1: just said. Because
0: then the loser of Oklahoma State, James Madison, goes to the bottom side of the bracket. Yeah, and plays yeah. – the loser of – Some other game that the, hasn't been the, Or plays the winner of game eight. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> which is which would be Alabama, the Alabama Arizona Florida State UCLA matchup. So yeah. they just essentially just flip flop. The losers of the top bracket play the winners uh, of the loser or the play plays the losers Sheesh, of the bottom bro. bracket. I'm done, and it just bounces back and forth. So if you want if you want to be just as confused as Marshall, <laughs> uh, you can go to NCAA.com and look up the brackets. So, but yeah, huge win from Oklahoma State. That was that was that was big time. Carrie um, Eberly man, that's that's experience right there. That's there. I, I would I would venture to say, there are not many pitchers in the call, in the, in the college World Series right now that could have got into that situation because the runners that were on they weren't sound hits. Mm-hmm. You know there 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 were but there were there were a few but most of them were you know there was a booted there was a booted ball mm-hmm. uh, at first and then caused the second baseman to miss it and it, and it's one of those things where it was just kind of a you know. It, it, Nothing wrong, but something that you couldn't really get through so yeah um but for for Carrie everly to to bounce back and and to win the game the way she did uh that was that was huge,
1: yeah i mean we Gaevsky said it after the game i mm-hmm. mean when he was interviewed by by e s p n he just kind of basically summed it up with this is what she's done all year absolutely i mean this is just who she is, and that's that's why she's won all the awards she has the past few weeks and been named to so many first teams and all teams, all conference, all tapped American, a, all that stuff. NFCA All American. Uh, yeah, I mean, to all sorts of week. all sorts of honors and everything. Yeah. And I mean, that's just kind of it's who she is. So it shouldn't be a surprise to anybody at this point. But it's definitely um, expected to continue.
0: What well, I will say, what I find really weird. Um, you had the National Fast Pitch Coaches Association. Mm-hmm. They announced their uh, they announced their All America teams uh, yesterday, and Carrie Eberle, who is easily one of the top pitchers in the country, she advances to twenty six and three on the season with that okay. win over Georgia.
1: And like a ridiculous ERA,
0: second team.
1: Yeah, I saw. I did see that. Who, Se- I didn't, second I didn't, team I didn't, pitcher. I didn't look to see who was on first team, but I assumed it was someone that was pretty high up there. Yep. Yeah. and I haven't
0: even seen the full list. I, I saw the I saw the article that was put out. Um, by Oklahoma State.
1: I'm also interested to see how many how many pitchers are there per first team, second well, team. You know what? Is there, there just it? one or is there two? Or? Control
0: copy. Control paste. Let's just take a look. Let's see what. So you have 54 student athletes named to the 2021 NFCA Division One All-America team. Okay. So let's scroll down. Let's click the link. Come on. We're loading. There we go. Website's a little slow. So your pitchers: uh, Montana Fouts, University of Alabama. This uh, is his first team. This first team. Uh, and Then you get uh, Megan Ferramio, uh, University of Cal, and then Keeley Rochard from Virginia so Tech. Three teams, three pitchers. First, team. I mean,
1: yeah, or three pitchers. Mm-hmm. Sheesh, she came from Virginia Tech. That's and they, they talked about that in the game. Like this entire season and this postseason has been on the backs of three transfers from like two Oklahoma state mm-hmm. being Carrie Eberle, Allison Febrie, and Haley Busby. And I will
0: say Allison Fiebrey was uh, first team all American. She was the, yes. she was the first team first base uh, selection. And then you had uh, Carrie Eberle was a second team pitcher uh, selection. And then uh, where is it? Where is it? Uh, third team Haley Busby was a uh, designated player or uh, non pitcher utility player. Yeah. She was thirteen. Which dude that rocket she had from Yeah, that right, was a big time play. And she was three inches, maybe. Yeah. Maybe three inches from from that second rocket from right field. Yeah. Uh they throwing her it, out at home instead of giving that run three two.
1: Yeah, they called it um obstruction.
0: See, we so it was happening while we were uh, well, we were on air, I so we couldn't like, so we couldn't hear it. But we were watching it, and I was like, "Damn, dude, that girl has a rocket! You're gonna uh, attempt to run on her." It wasn't an obstruction.
1: No, it wasn't. That was like way too close to be.
0: And I, so I was I was curious as to why Kenny Gajewski was at home arguing it because we had to have it muted because we were yeah. on air in the studio. It was, was like, like it was like way too
1: close. Yeah, because they called it obstruction even though it was like a bang bang play. And I honestly thought I because they never really showed it like a slow mo replay mm-hmm. or anything because they just called it obstruction and just like assumed she was safe. I thought that the ball, like, got there as the, at the same time as her. And because I honestly didn't expect Reagan Wright to catch that ball, but she did, and her glove was already on her. So I was like, oh, she might have been out. And then they were like, oh, well, she called. they called obstruction. And I was like, oh, well, I didn't think I, that that was.
0: I think that's such a bogus rule. I thought that was too
1: close. Because she was making a play on the ball and the runner. And that's, so. that's the job of a catcher. I mean, she might have been safe. Either way, I don't know. They didn't, mm-hmm. like I said, they but it not obstruction. They didn't really replay it. That's, but the, like,
0: that's the job of the catcher. That's the job of a second baseman. Yeah, that's I mean, the job of a third baseman.
1: The ball and the runner got there at the same exact time, so I don't know what the catcher's supposed to do.
0: Block that bag.
1: I mean, yeah, like, I don't, what she's supposed to get out of the way and let Oh, excuse me. I didn't I mean, mean to get in your way. Here's this take, run. Take this run, please. Late innings of the World Series. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Just wild. No, but yeah, that was, that was done. But it, I mean, it didn't, ended up not mattering. But no, Haley Busby, you can. She fired that thing. And that, that first play, it came off of – it bounced off of Allison feebri Hard hit. Yeah. Allison Feebree reached for it. Hit the tip of her glove. Luckily, at first it looked bad, but luckily it – um, was it Carly Petty? Yeah. Was – Just right there. Was – well, no. Luckily, she was too far away. Well, because I'm just she, saying like – She would have picked up that ball.
0: Well, I, I just meant like – when it when it ricocheted off of febre you were like, "Oh, there's Carly Petty," and then it misses Petty, and you're like, "Oh my God, this isn't this isn't Yeah, exactly. It like
1: looked like it was gonna be bad, yeah. and like, but yeah, perfect throw, perfect timing, everything.
0: As you would a uh, buzz bomb,
1: buzz bomb, <laughs> yes, buzz rocket, um, buzz Lighter. Um, but yeah, no, you everything kind of fell fell in Oklahoma State's hands, um, kind of nicely as the game went on. Yeah, couple errors over. At first, but they made up for it. And I don't know if you saw, but Carrie Everly almost tanked away a uh, ground ball to her that she almost Yeah, dude, I saw that. When she threw it to second, they were gonna try to turn a double play, but you could tell she, she kinda flicked it. She kinda <laughs> she got nervous as soon as she turned it around. Well and we were and we were talking about and that. She, <laughs> me and, she spiked it. Me and
0: Patrick, you know, like you you get these pitchers that are so incredibly dominant, you know, and they can yeah. they can throw with absolute pinpoint accuracy. Yeah which i will be completely honest i still don't understand how these girls can throw underhand like that and like it, to to me it takes so much talent it's yeah, so it's so impressive that they i don't know how, they,
1: so don't they, know have, how they do it oh, man. with one so many pitches but like they don't they don't their arms don't get stressed yeah it's so it's so pinpoint that's the main thing to me is like i don't know how they don't need like ice or yeah, rest
0: so pinpoint accurate it's insane yeah but then and, and same thing with baseball but then you get you know you get a little you get a little dribbler back to you, mm-hmm. and and you you're tasked with throwing to second or first or third to try to throw someone out. I and think you just the, botch I it. think
1: normally, and this is just me playing baseball sure. for my entire life. The main thing that normally gets into pitchers' heads is when they turn around, there's no one at the base yet. Yeah, and they have to like lead. They they basically have to throw it at the base understanding Leading. that there will be someone there in about yeah. 0.4 seconds when but that ball well, gets there, there but they're not there yet because yeah. they're still running to the bag. I get that. And it scares people because they feel like if they throw it at the base, since there's no one there at this time It'll that I'm about to it. let this ball go, no one's going to catch it. But they, if you throw it to the base nine times out of ten, be there. they will be there. They'll be there. But then with them being scared to throw it away, they accidentally throw it away. Like, so luckily – um, it did not end in disaster for Carrie Everly, as yeah. I think it was still Carly Petty was able to stretch out and grab it.
0: I think it was Petty, yeah.
1: But no, that happens a lot, and I think it's mainly just because they don't know if anyone's going to be there. But
0: it was either it was either Petty or Car. Uh, it was Carly either, it was yeah, it was one of the two or Kylie and Naomi, excuse me, but one yeah. of two.
1: So everything fell in Oklahoma State's uh grasp well and, and we talked
0: of. about it what's huge about it is they only had five hits you know you look at this oklahoma state team and they have yeah. been so explosive all year long yeah. uh you know driving the long ball and that was big um you know you had a huge home run uh cheyenne factor blasted that two-run homer there um so that was that was huge um but it, it's nerve-wracking you know, you you go into it and you're used to Oklahoma State winning these, you know, eight one, eight two, nine one, nine two, nine three type of games or run rules, mm-hmm. and now you're getting into the you're getting into the the meat and potatoes of it. And I I don't there's not going to be many there's not going to be many big time wins until here until the end of the end of the tournament. So, yeah. uh, but huge win, uh, huge win for Calgary softball. Uh, this whole you're if you're listening to this, it's Friday morning. Yes, It's Friday morning, so tonight, Friday evening, Oklahoma State takes on James Madison, at ESPNU at 6 p.m. Central Time. So, uh, a lot of offers for Oklahoma State football have been going out uh, the past couple of days, a lot of offensive line offers. We have a piece up on pokesreport.com right now on three of those new offers. Ano uh, Edda. he's a uh, 2023 uh, edge rusher out of Covenant Christian Academy in Coffeyville, Texas. Coffeyville. What did I say? Coffee. I See, there's a Coffeyville, Kansas. Yeah, there's a Coffeyville. I'm, I'm used to that. It's Colleyville. I, I see C-O and then line, line, E-Y. <laughs> and being from Oklahoma, I just assume it's coffee. Um, that's it. And I saw this the other day. I saw a tweet about it. Um, I don't think you're going to see too many offers going out to guys that Oklahoma State genuinely 100% need to fully physically develop. I think you're going to see a lot of offers going out to guys that are right on the cusp. I don't think you're going to see too many. You know, he's he's six five. You know, two sixty, two sixty five. I think you're going to see a lot of guys. Most of these offers are 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 going to go out, and they're going to be two eighty five, two ninety plus.
1: Yeah, I mean, for the edge rusher right now, he's you know at a he's six five two thirty, which is probably needs like another. Fifteen pounds on roughly, him, probably. Um, but he's only. This is he has so much upside, and I mean I've followed him for a while. He's only got four offers. I was glad Oklahoma State. I didn't even know they were looking at him, but I was glad they offered. It's Vanderbilt, Wisconsin, Arizona State, and Oklahoma State, right? Yeah, now. that Wisconsin. Now he's he's a twenty twenty three, so he's got a lot of time, and there he has so much upside because this was only this past season was only his second year of playing football. Does that
0: say seventeen sacks?
1: Yes, in eight games. Sheesh. Yeah. It was, it, like I said, he played his freshman year. He had three sacks then and, like, 21 tackles, 23 tackles, something like that, and no pass breakups. And then he comes out his sophomore year, um, 67 tackles, 17 sacks, and seven pass breakups. That's wild. Yeah. And so he has a lot of upside. Um I mean, already six 230, he'll probably be college-ready, like college-size-ready when he gets to college because he's about to be a junior So, in high school. So, I mean, he's. I'm really excited about his upside. Um, and then with the other two um, linemen we offer, those are on the offensive line, um, a 22 and a 23. The 22 is a uh, Juco guy out of... New Mexico Military Institute, but he's originally from Toronto, Canada. I like them, so, Canadians. Oklahoma State does well with the uh, Canadian natives. I'm a, um, I'm a fan
0: of this Oklahoma State Canadian. Yeah, pipeline. I
1: mean, you may have heard him. Name's Truba Hubbard, Amin of Amiga. Got a couple. Shane Richards. Yeah, Shane Richards. Got a couple other Canadian guys in some other sports.
0: Matthew Alexander Moncrief. Yes. I think Max, Max Hewitt's Canadian. Yeah, Max yeah. Hewitt's Canadian. Yeah. So, I
1: mean, yeah, you got some, uh, and there's also, I think, a track runner. Probably. That's Canadian. So, yeah, they do well with uh, the Canadian athletes around here, and they uh, threw their hat in the ring. He's got 13 offers, so he's going to be – he picked up six of them today. True. Like when you're hearing this on Friday, Thursday, he picked up six offers. At the time that I published that article, which was like –
0: A couple hours ago.
1: Yeah, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, something like that. Roughly. So – yeah, I don't know what happened with him. I guess some sort of film started getting around because he picked up six offers in about two hours, which is big time for him. So That's big time for anybody. Um, yeah. And um, some of those offers include West Virginia, Utah State, Maryland, UNT, Louisiana Tech, Houston, so some decent schools. He's a December 2021 graduate, so he'll be an early enrollee, which is probably another reason why a lot of people like him because Juco guys are a little bit more developed anyways. Mm-hmm. And by the way, his name is Tyron Weber, um, but he's also going to be an early enrollee for school. So,
0: well, and if you're going, if you're going for JUCO, that's mm-hmm. the route you want to go because yeah. when when you make that, most
1: you, JUCO guys can graduate early, so they should.
0: And when you and when you make that jump from JUCO to Division One, there's always one year of learnability. Yeah. There, there's always one year where you're gonna struggle a little bit and you gotta try to figure out the speed of the play and the physicality of the play and all that. Yeah. So if you can get a JUCO guy, a talented JUCO guy to come in early. Yeah. That's and he's
1: huge. he's six eight, three hundred pounds. Yeah, so. that's huge.
0: There's nothing quite like getting a cat over six seven, which, yeah. uh, which is fun about that. Uh Caleb Caleb Etienne is here. Um, and and you're starting. Yeah, start- he, just, he just moved in. And you're starting to see a lot of tweets and a lot of videos sent out about those uh, the 21 class.
1: Yeah, there are a lot um, of them here. They're
0: all starting to show up. Kendall Daniels is here. Jayden, I, I saw you retweeted it. Uh, Aiden Kelly is here. Jaden Nixon's Jayden here. Nixon, Nixon. Cam's here. Yeah.
1: Raymond's about to be here. Um,
0: the normal enrollment. I mean, obviously, obviously you've already here. got
1: 11, 12 of them that moved in yeah. in January, which is so, huge. Yeah. And then the third one, the third offensive line offer, is uh, Lucas Simmons. He's a 2023 guy, um, and he is also of the uh, the six eight variety, and heavy guy. He got he has. Uh, sorry, I got mixed up between Tyron Weber and Lucas Simmons. Lucas Simmons is the one that's picked up the six offers today, but they both have thirteen offers still. Um, yeah, so. It, same. I mean, he's got Penn State, Arizona State, West Virginia, Minnesota, Florida State. So he's gonna he's gonna have a big recruitment. Um, like I said, he's a 2023, so he's already got college ready size. He's got plenty of offers rolling in. Um, his, he picked up his first offer April 14th, and he's got 13. That's fast. So yeah, I mean, he, That's fast. He he's gonna. And I wrote in the article, I said as he catches more attention, his prominence will grow and his rankings will come out because right now he's unranked because he's only been. He's only been on that radar for like a month. So a month and a half. Um, but Oklahoma State offered him. Um and he uh he's from Clearwater Academy International in Clearwater, Florida. And yeah, they uh, they're sending out a lot of linemen offers right now because to be honest with especially with the twenty two class, I think we're gonna be seeing some more lineman offers going out because I don't they're probably gonna try to bring in at least three, I think they'll try to bring in four. And right now, if I were to look at the list, I'd say there's probably only two to three right now that I would say, like, they have a decent chance at landing. Mm-hmm. The rest of them are either committed elsewhere or they are not as interested anymore for a variety of reasons, right? But I think Nicholas Hall is is one that we have a chance on, but he's getting, he's getting big offers by the day. So, I mean, his kind of – the more schools that jump in, it kind of gets harder because they're talking to more schools and – depending on where he wants to visit but he's going to be an official visitor here so that's good Bray Lynch is another one that I feel good about um <clears throat> and then you obviously you have Kelvin Banks that's still in the mix so those are kind of the three right now that I that I see mm. playing or being a big part in recruitment for Oklahoma State and then you've got a couple other guys Al- Alvin Ebba Eb- 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 cannot say his that's name. That's a hell of a name Alvin Ebba Eb- Eb- Ebo Seley Ebo I don't know how to pronounce his name but um Austin Kowecki, there's a couple guys and a lot of them are on the D F W area that uh they don't have a commit right now on the offensive line, but I think it'll probably come the first one will probably come in a couple weeks after these visits start getting coming through. But I'm also interested to see I was thinking about this earlier. I'm also interested to see we don't have a twenty three Whoopsies. Did you lose your headphones? I lost my headphones. Um we don't have a twenty three commitment yet. So that is interesting. We uh I don't think it'll be that long until we do, though. So yeah, you
0: typically you'll see that uh, you see that first commitment in the 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 next class come anywhere between June and August.
1: Yeah, I mean, this time last year we already had like
0: two or three.
1: Oh sheesh! I think we had like four or five. Dang. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that we're going to pick up some not only twenty two commitments but twenty three commitments pretty soon. So who knows. May pick, may pick up a twenty-four.
0: That would be insane.
1: We're starting to offering. We're starting to offer more. I'm gonna tell and everyone. Once, I'm gonna
0: tell everyone right now. If they land a twenty twenty-four commitment, don't get your hopes up. I don't care if it's the number one overall commit in the twenty-four yeah. class. Don't happen. Don't you could, don't you could be get happy excited. for
1: it. But yeah, I wouldn't like put any pen to paper like none yet. But out of the ones that they have offered... You can tell there's a – you look at the 2024 guys they've offered, there's a reason they've offered them. Not only are they good, but it's guys that they've, like, already seen for a while Mm -hmm. and they know because one of them is David Stone, who's at Dell City. I have very, very high hopes that he will be easily the top recruit in the state in 2024, both at defensive line and just overall. Um, You've got Kobe Black, who is Corey Black's little brother. So that's a family relationship there. So that's an easy one for them to kind of focus on and everything. And then you've got – I know that I think they've got four or five of them out now, but the third one that I feel good about is Caleb Mitchell, who, mm-hmm. now to be honest with you, no clue if he's coming to Oklahoma State. He is going – he's already a national recruit, but he's at DeSoto, and Oklahoma State has Great a pipeline. very long pipeline with DeSoto. Great so pipeline So the guys they've offered in 24, it's not just because of talent. It's because they know people – at those places and they've seen some of them in person. I mean, obviously they they offered Kobe Black a while ago. Yeah. Because I mean it's Why not? Corey Black's little brother. They they trust him, they know the family, everything like that. So yeah. That's kind of the the recruiting right now. A lot of these camps are about to kick off.
0: Uh this weekend, right? Yeah. yeah the, six. so.
1: the sixth is the first mini camp. Seventh is the show. Um and that'll be that'll be the big one. I love the show. Yeah. That'll be that'll be the big dog. The show
0: show's a lot of fun. I, I enjoy doing that.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've got we've got plenty of our commits coming. I know Garrett will be throwing, and I know there's some other commits coming down, but some of them aren't going to be playing. They're just but they'll be here. They'll be here. I know Jordan Crook. He texted me the other day and said that they asked him to come spend some time down at the facility because uh, he they're they're all going to be here on the 9th anyways. But he's coming up on the seventh. Just to hang out, Then he's going back home later Unofficial. that day. And then he's yeah, then he's coming up with the family and like two days later. But he's going to be here in Stillwater, just checking things out, uh, watching the camp and everything. So we're going to have a lot of coverage, and a gotta lot look, of content coming to Pokes Report. You gotta love so, those unofficials. I mean, yeah, you you can take as many as you want. You can only be there for a day. Mm-hmm. but i mean you could literally take them like every day well so,
0: and, and when you live in texas i mean it's, four, it's, 4 hours it's, yeah, 4 it's or 5 hours not that bad of a drive it's nothing when yeah. you have a 5 in the morning you're here by 10 yeah exactly easy peasy yeah easy peasy so i saw a uh saw an article earlier this morning uh, did something on it put it up on pokes report uh tylan wallace let me uh, raise your hand if you've if you've heard this one before uh tylan wallace is turning heads catching footballs
1: he can do that yeah, he's pretty good.
0: Uh, staff writer uh, Clifton Brown of BaltimoreRavens.com. Uh, this is what he had to say. Tyler Wallace continues to show impressive hands. He made a difficult grab look easy, plucking a, a slant, plat, slant pass thrown slightly behind him by Trace McSorley without breaking stride. Wallace is making an early case to be a rookie who can earn playing time. Shocker. Yeah, I'm not I'm not surprised by that at all. Now, I will say uh with them taking with them taking a first round receiver, you know, Rashad Bateman, with mm-hmm. them with them getting Sammy Watkins now Sammy Watkins it's not like they went out and landed one of the top yeah. receivers in the country. Um but Sammy Watkins uh, Sammy Watkins is still a solid receiver. So there there was no question that Tylen Wallace was going to have to earn catches. Yeah. But I I don't think there was any doubt that he was gonna he was he was gonna make a spot and uh, and, and make quite a few plays.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's Tylen Wallace. I mean, like everyone knows that going where he did, he was automatically on like sleeper radar. Yeah. About and I and I mean, I think the Ravens didn't really approach him as a sleeper. They were like oh, well, we got you we in can a be a guy. great deal. Like, we just well, got you a lot later than we thought we were going to get you.
0: And that's what's impressive about the Ravens is they've done a lot to try to adjust their offense to throwing the ball.
1: Oh, yeah, and I mean, I think with a guy, because you get got a guy like Rashad Bateman and Tyler Wallace in the same draft class, and you already have, you land Sammy Watkins, mm-hmm. and you already have Mark Andrews and Hollywood Brown. I know we've talked about this before, but like you said, they're changing their identity, but they're going, they're not bringing in those receivers to stay the same offense. No, not at Kylan all. Wallace is going to get chances. Like, they're going to throw the ball. Now, is he going to be that first or second target? Not immediately, no. Can he grow into one of those? Absolutely. Because, yeah. I mean, Sammy Watkins is pretty old. I say pretty old. for a Older. Fo- for a football player, yeah. he's pretty old. Um, and then, like you, like you said, you don't know what you're going to get with Sammy Watkins. And they're going to feed the ball to Hollywood Brown. And they're going to feed the ball to... Rashad Bateman, because he's the first-round pick. That's kind of what you have to do, right? But with, another thing with those guys, they're they're going to have tighter coverage on those guys. Absolutely. They're going to try to bracket some of those guys because those are the number one, number two guys. And then if you have a guy like Tylan Wallace that's the guy that's sneaking out somewhere, that's a really, really good situation. So I think Tylan will be able to capitalize on that and hit some home run plays, which will in turn get him some some more designed routes for him and more designed plays to get the ball to yeah. him. I also would not be surprised, and I don't know what, how the Ravens are going to approach this, I wouldn't be surprised to see Tylen Wallace on special teams.
0: I see, I, I said that from the beginning. I, I think you're gonna see Tylen. Um I, I think I don't know if you're gonna see him like returning punts. No, I think, you know, returning no, I kicks, think he's but,
1: gonna be the type of guy that Well
0: hell dude, the NCAA changed their targeting rule because yeah. he was laying Tylan out Wallace defenders.
1: Tylen Wallace can smoke
0: people. Yeah, man. He's he's the reason the NCAA updated their hit rules.
1: I also I mean I would I wouldn't be surprised if like you saw him on like a punt like on 100 on the punt team he's not, gonna be a gunner not punt covers but the punt team yeah because he is be so gunner. physical and he can block not that punt Gunners need to block often but if they do you'd like to have one that is like Tyler Wallace that can is one of the better yeah. was one of the better blocking receivers in college football and that's basically because of Casey Dunn he yeah. stresses being physical and blocking as a wide receiver Dude can hit yeah but he can he can run over people and I would and, take a
0: thousand dollars to let Tyler Wallace hit me if Tyler needs tackle practice, yeah, I'll take it. Th- he can pay me a thousand dollars, and I'll I'll let him tackle me. You know what? I'll take hit practice. He's got it. Sure. Yeah. Just yeah. sign a contract. Got a lot of money now. Just sign a contract. I'll do it. Yeah. I bet his agent would pay it. <laughs>
1: he's <laughs> making like four million now.
0: Well, over the course of like three years, three well, He's three making years. he's making a million
1: a year. Yeah. Right. Now. Well,
0: we'll have to see what all's guaranteed, but yeah.
1: Well, no, it already came out. Oh, I know. Like his base salary was like oh uh, his base salary was what's the guarantee though. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, because it was such a low contract, though, I think it might have been all. I say low contract, like it's four million dollars, but R- rookie contract. Yeah, I mean rookie contract. Um,
0: I put it in my article, so I've got it here.
1: Well, because at the time we did that, the it base, wasn't, salary it wasn't six, out
0: yet. base salary is six. Base salary is six sixty.
1: Yeah, it, but then when you look at his signing bonus, it's it's spread out over those years, so he ends up making a little bit over a million a year. Taxes. Well. Yeah, before taxes. Damn government, man. So probably like eight hundred K. Damn so, government. Okay. He Not bad.
0: S- he can still he can still squeeze a thousand. Uh, yeah. I'm okay with that. Uh, so we found out, uh, found out the other day a uh, report came out, at uh, CBS sports John Rosting uh, had the the official matchups, the unofficial official matchups, the Big Twelve Big East battle mm-hmm. uh, coming up, twenty one twenty two season. Oklahoma State set to host Xavier a day later. Uh, Oklahoma State comes out and confirms Oklahoma State is hosting Xavier. Um, this isn't the Xavier of old. This isn't you know this isn't top fifteen, top twenty Xavier. But it's competitive um, Xavier. But is Xavier you know when when you think when you think Xavier you know and there may be an age cutoff here. Younger kids might not uh, view Xavier in the same light that some older folks do, but you still think solid top of the pack Big East team.
1: I mean, that's one of those teams. It's like like, Marquette last year. Well, that's like, I think Xavier, that's like one of the teams that you just, when you're filling in a March Madness bracket, like you're like, oh yeah, Xavier's. Yeah, I mean, like that you. I feel like they always are winning a game or two that's what in, I'm in saying. the tournament. So, they're not
0: a blue blood, but you definitely think solid college basketball. This is going to look solid on a resume basketball team.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, I, and that's, I'm sure that's why they're scheduling them is because like, I mean, last year Oklahoma State was, I don't know what they ended up with, but they were going into the tournament. They were like number one or number two in like quad one wins. And that's, mm-hmm. that's the kind of, that's what goes into it. That's why you schedule this kind of team is to get in that situation because, like, you want to play as many tournament-esque games yeah. before you get into conference play because once you get into conference play, you're not playing anybody other than your conference So until postseason. So you want to be scheduling those teams like that that are you know for a fact or at least have a pretty good feeling that will be in the tournament and you might actually end up facing them again at some point. It's good to have a feel on what the the competition is like and what that level of basketball looks like, especially early in a season. 100%. And luckily, they're, unlike this year and the year before, there won't be that many young guys playing. I say young. No, there won't be many freshmen.
0: You'll have more experience. Because we don't have any freshmen. You'll have a lot more experience. Yeah,
1: and you have guys coming in from the transfers that are coming in. They've played competitive ball. I mean, you got coming from Georgia, yeah. coming from schools that they're not playing slouches. And, I mean, the rest of these guys, they're they're going to be set up to have a really good year playing teams that are going to be pretty prominent throughout the rest of college basketball.
0: 100%. I will say uh, I was rather disappointed uh, in two of the matchups. And what's that? Uh, highly disappointed in the Texas matchup because Texas is playing Seton Hall. Yeah. Why would you not schedule Texas and Marquette with Shaka Smart leaving Texas and going to Marquette? Why would that not yeah. be the matchup? Could you imagine how many eyeballs? Now Texas would absolutely, and Texas is probably going to be Seton home, but Texas would stomp a mudhole in Marquette. But could you imagine Chris Beard and Texas going up against Shaka Smart and Marquette? That'd be fun. That's a game right there, man. That's it. That's intense. That'd be fun. Now, What's who happening? who
1: decides those matchups?
0: Uh, I think the conferences. I don't think the schools have any. I don't. I. I. I don't think the schools have any say in the matter. Um,
1: Were these matchups already decided prior to those coaching changes?
0: Like I think behind just, behind no. the, behind
1: closed doors. No, it's
0: just recently. So um, now I, the top teams in the conferences may have somewhat of a say. Um, well, because like, they're gonna want like Villanova Baylor. Yeah, that's that's a matchup right there. That's that's a TV. Yeah, match-up. You, I mean
1: you don't want you don't want like villanova kansas state no so
0: you're getting you've got villanova baylor you got uconn at west uh, so villanova at baylor uh uconn at west virginia kansas is going to st john's texas at seton hall texas tech at providence butler at ou iowa state at creighton xavier coming to stillwater uh, marquette at kansas state and tcu at georgetown and this is just the first uh, first non conference game, uh, well, really the first game period that has been confirmed for Oklahoma State. Um, these games are going to take place December fifth. Uh, times and broadcast arrangements have yet to be announced because uh, ESPN uh, is the rights holder for the for the Big Twelve, and Fox Sports is the right holder mm. uh, rights holders for uh, the Big East. So I would think that I would,
1: I would think whoever is the home team, Big Twelve.
0: Big 12 host games would be yeah. on ESPN. Yeah. And then Big East host so, games I mean, would be on Fox. So I
1: mean we would most likely be on ESPN.
0: Probably. Yeah. And and I if I'm if I'm thinking about it probably going to see maybe an ESPN U. I don't think it'll be I don't think it'll be no, on no, it won't be I don't on think it'll be on streaming. I don't think it'll be on ESPN Plus. I think it'll be a like it'll be a TV game.
1: Yeah, that's too that's too good of a game to not mm-hmm. be.
0: Yeah, now, unless Unfortunate things happen, you know, which we're not going to go into. But unfortunate things could happen because we have yet to hear from the NCAA. Yeah. Then it could be like, well, who cares? What's it matter? Yeah. What a joke. What a joke, bro. uh, As announced yesterday, Terry Miller making the uh, College Football Hall of Fame ballot. Now, I will say, as good as Terry was, and Terry was pretty damn good, uh, two-time first-team All-American, uh, two-time Heisman Trophy finalist, a runner-up in 1977. He's a Big Eight Offensive Player of the Year twice. Uh, finished uh, his career as the fourth-leading rusher in NCAA history with 4,754 yards when he finished in Stillwater. He was the fourth-leading rusher all time in NCAA history. What is he now? I would have to look that up. But if if you want to know just how prolific his career was if you go back through oklahoma state oklahoma state football history and you think about all the great running backs that have come through oklahoma state barry sanders thurman thomas obviously terry miller yeah uh chuba hubbard uh kendall hunter you know joe randall before he went off the deep end and i know i'm missing some uh terry miller is second all-time in career rushing yards at osu
1: terry miller you said he left when he, left, when, he four, when he left
0: Oklahoma State, he was the fourth leading rusher in NCAA history with 4754.
1: Can you take a guess of what he is now? 73rd. Not quite. Like 68th. Dude, closer.
0: 59. Really close. 58. No. 61. 43. 60. 43. 43. That's still pretty damn good for the good. amount of running backs that have come through. And I think his the last year he played was 77. I think seventy-seven was his senior yeah, year.
1: Seventy-four to seventy-seven.
0: <laughs> you know how many years has been since seventy-seven? That's a lot of time. That's a lot of time. That dude is is greatly undersung. But with that being said, this is a rather star-studded college football Hall of Fame ballot. Uh, this yes, is. Yes, it is. This is just a small, uh, small little fraction of it. Uh, but you've got Georgia's Champ Bailey, Tennessee's Eric Berry. Uh USC's Reggie Bush, Texas Tech's Michael Crabtree, Syracuse defensive end, Dwight Freeney, uh Cal's Tony Gonzalez, Syracuse's Marvin Harrison, uh, OU, Heisman Trophy quarterback winning uh Heisman Trophy winning quarterback, Josh Heupel, and Stanford's Andrew Luck. And that's just a tiny fraction. That's that's a, that's some big that's some big yeah. boys. That's some big names to go up against because if you look at those, there were a few that didn't do anything past college. Mm-hmm a lot did. Yeah. A lot, a, lot, a lot of those guys, are you're looking at uh, NFL Hall of Famers. Yeah, some of
1: those are NFL Hall now,
0: of Now, Terry Miller was a hell of a college running back, and that's what you base getting into the College Football Hall of Fame in. Yeah. I think Terry Miller might might be a two-ballot kind of guy. Awesome. Just going off of the guys he's going up against. Because, I mean, is there a like
1: limit on how many they can – Bring in every
0: year uh, I don't know if there's a limit. well there might be a limit um, let me click on the release but I, I know that if you look at the 2020 uh, which includes Leslie O'Neill mm-hmm. I think it's only like 12 12 or 13 uh, that got in um, there's 78 players this year um, from the FBS and seven coaches and there's 99 players and 33 coaches uh, from the divisional ranks um I don't I don't I don't know. I don't not, yeah. I don't think is there so. like
1: a does it say like what the requirements are? Like do you have to have a certain so, percentage a, of votes? So a
0: player must have received first team All America uh recognition. Okay. Uh to be eligible for consideration, uh ten full seasons had to have gone past the last year playing. Football achievements in college are prime consideration. Post-football record as a citizen is also weighed. Um, You have to be a good person. Players must have played their last year of intercollegiate football within the last 50 years. So he's still there, too. So 72 is that cutoff. Um, So he's got five years. A coach, yeah, that's not relevant. Um, Nominations may only be submitted by the current athletic director, uh, head coach, or sports information director. One's consideration. Uh, approxim- so each year, approximately 15 candidates uh, who are not selected for the Hall of Fame but receive significant votes in the final selection will be named automatic holdovers and will bypass the district screening process okay. um, for the following year. Yeah. So if you miss this year, you're automatically one of your significant, you know, you're an automatic holdover and bypass the screening process for next year. So if, if uh-huh. you're on the ballot this year and you right. don't make it, you'll automatically be next year. Interesting. But it doesn't show exactly how many, but when I will say when they announced Leslie O'Neill's, I want to say it was only like 12. Yeah. It wasn't, it was not a lot when they, when, when Leslie O'Neill made it, do you know? Probably Who
1: the all time rushing leader is number one on that list what you're talking about
0: uh all-time career yardage yes
1: uh
0: he was one of so leslie leslie was one of 17 so i would think that no, i saying on the rush no 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 i know i'm saying oh, but okay, okay, okay when he was inducted it was one of 17 gotcha um i have no idea couldn't even venture a guess. ron dane who ron dane ron dane yes what'd he do Where's he from?
1: 1996 to 1999, Wisconsin, 7,125 yards.
0: I was eight. That's why I don't know Ron Dane. I so don't give me crap. Not born. Uh, okay,
1: let's see. You weren't alive. Okay, here's a, here's a, here's a, here's a God, we young. were both alive um, for this. God, you're young. Um, number three, 2013 to 2016, 6,405 yards. Got a guess?
0: Uh, that cat from Wisconsin. You want like,
1: Jonathan Taylor?
0: Yeah. Nope. Uh, stand, that, that was stand,
1: 2017 to 2020.
0: Uh, Stanford running back. Christian Wait. McCaffrey.
1: No. I don't even see him on the list right now. I don't know then. Uh, Darnell Pumphrey, San Diego State. So, yeah, not a big name guy.
0: See, there's some people, like, there's someone listening to this podcast right now. Is like, what the hell are y'all doing? How do you not know Darnell Pumphrey?
1: I, I mean, I know who he is, but I would not blame anybody for not. Well, see, that's my
0: that. thing, though, is like, I'm not. I'm not a big like statistician kind of guy. Yeah, I, I can't like Levi Peck and Paw here. Here at triple play could tell you like who the MVP was of 1983 in the NBA. Yeah, you know, there's there's some there's some psycho and y'all are psychos if you're in, if you're that deep into it that like oh yeah he, he played for Midwestern Tennessee Tech you know like <laughs> what – what like middle of nowhere you know they they know all the leaders and all the stats like y'all got too much time on your hands all right
1: well do you know who the number one rushing no leader is no in oklahoma state history
0: oh um i mean it's probably super simple thurman
1: yes thurman and then terry miller i was struggling there and then terry miller and then david thompson 93 to 96 sorry david kendall hunter yeah, he was good. Seven, Kendall was seven to two. I think
0: Kendall was slept on. If if Kendall would have been ten years later, he'd have been one of the best backs in the country. And then
1: Ernest Anderson is number two hundred and thirty, with uh, thirty six hundred yards and seventy nine to eighty
0: three. Dang. Yeah, I'm not a historian. Yeah, you know, I pol- if anyone listening to this
1: cares, like I said, number one was Ron Dane. Number two hundred and fifty was Marlon Mack. Look at you. So
0: who's Marlon Mack? I don't, I don't know this stuff, man. Place for the Colts. I don't know this stuff, <laughs> man. Hey,
1: 2014 and 2016 in South Florida. Couldn't tell you. He's one of the running backs for the Colts. Long. I also don't watch the NFL, and along you know with that with Jonathan Taylor. I
0: don't watch the NFL. I watched half the Super Bowl last year. Jeez. And I watched the the Steelers get an absolute well, mud hole stomped let in. Let them me ask you, this. by the Browns.
1: Do you know who Tom Brady is?
0: Who? Yeah, I know Tom Brady. <laughs> I do know Tom Brady, and I have been following the Aaron Rodgers debacle. Which what, is, do you, what do you think about
1: that? What do you, what, I you don't this. think he stays with Green Bay. I'll ask you this on a more like broad spectrum: What is your? Because this is like a very between. This is a huge debate between the the uh, hashtag olds, yeah, or damn olds, whatever you want to call them. The uh, traditional sports yeah. people of whatever term you want to use for sure. that older, the older generations versus the younger generations. Whether it's players mm-hmm. or fans, mm-hmm. of how they think athletes, young folks, sh- should act, young folks. What is your thoughts or interpretation of how athletes, especially ones of that caliber, should handle situations like that when they don't want to be on a team? Are you one of like you signed a contract, no. you have to stay there, no. or no? I think okay. that's
0: stupid. Um, I'm not even, I, I'm not even really in the camp for college. Like it sucks when it affects you. Like Oklahoma state knock on wood has never really traditionally had a big name player leave and yeah. go somewhere else. Yeah, That's probably going to happen soon. Like not soon, but relatively, you know, in relative terms, uh,
1: statistics say it has to happen at some point. Yeah. With, uh, I don't think it'll happen in the next few years.
0: No. Well, it's like with, with the, with the way the NCAA is, you can go anywhere you want basically for free and you don't have to set and you can go wherever you want. Yeah. Um, statistics, yeah, statistics would say that it's bound to happen. Um, but if you're if you're Aaron Rodgers, then – and I don't blame Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they didn't consult and – and that's another thing. It's not the franchise's job to consult with the quarterback yeah. when you're going after another player. And I would agree with that. However, when you have a guy that's won you a Super Bowl, when you have a guy that's won an MVP award, at least one MVP award, I would think that if you're the GM and the head coach, maybe you should be like, hey, listen, Aaron – just wanted to let you know mm-hmm. we are thinking about drafting a quarterback. You don't move up to draft a quarterback and yeah. not say, Hey, by the way.
1: And I mean, Aaron Rodgers even said it like, I don't know, a week or two ago. It was very recently that Jordan Love is not the reason he's upset. Like, uh, he said that, that he, was, was
0: it, was it the Kenny Main interview? It was Kenny this, last this week. Yeah.
1: It was Kenny Main's last, actually. Yeah. Maybe last week, but last last yeah, within a week. With Sports Center. Within a week. Um, he said that uh, everyone obviously jumped and said, like, oh, well, he wants to leave because of Jordan Love. And he no, was like, I was love a situation. Jordan Love. And he's like, I love Jordan Love. He was like, he's a great kid, great player. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be really good. He said, I love my teammates. I love the coaches. I love the fans. He said it's the it's the front office.
0: Guttenkens, the GM.
1: Yes. I, I don't know how he just said that correctly. Guttenkens. but Okay. Um have some interesting in nicknames for that guy. Um, same, but, same. Um, Make that, that infer cannot be repeated on this podcast. <laughs> Just infer, uh, yeah. Look up the spelling. You, dedu- you can you can deduce it. Um, Just listen to it, <laughs> <Yeah. Goodenkins. laughs> Um But he said it's about the way that they kind of approach things, the culture, everything. Which I don't blame a guy for leaving. Like no. I mean, especially with a guy of, of his caliber that is on the last few legs of of his career, he wants to go out with a team where. Their primary goal is to win and win games, win championships. If you go
0: forward on fourth down, you probably score a touchdown and beat Tom Brady.
1: Yes. And,
0: and play the Chiefs. And the
1: that was a coaching decision. That wasn't necessarily a front office decision. But still, but, it, but, yeah, but they're
0: on the cusp. That's yeah, the point.
1: But then it's like, but especially, and this is kind of my, and well, me, I know we're getting close to time, but um, with a guy like Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson makes perfect sense in my head. They have earned the right to call the shots, in a sense, of, of their career, they, of, of how they run things. My,
0: my thought is they deserve to be in conversations. Yes. They don't, don't they think, don't need to run things, but yes. they deserve to be in those conversations.
1: I don't want to clarify myself. They don't deserve to call the shots for the team. Correct. They deserve to call the shots for themselves, yep. of what their situation is. But a guy like Deshaun Watson, outside of the whole sexual allegations, <sighs> all that stuff... What happened when he was, like, wanting to be a part of...
0: When he wanted out.
1: Yeah. Before all the, yeah. the drama started. Yeah. Before all this drama started, I should say. Um, He's been in the league for, what, four years? Four or five, yeah. Yeah. That, that kind of player, as good as he is, does not deserve to call the shots like that of his own career. He's been in the league for five years. He doesn't hold that right yet. But the older players like that, whether it's Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. or Russell Wilson, those guys have earned that right.
0: Hall of Fame, Hall yes. of Fame franchise player.
1: Face of the franchise, like those types of players. And I hate the whole thing of like, oh, well, they signed a contract. They can, yeah, well, coach, that's so coaches stupid. leave. You at any time could get another job offer somewhere. Yep. The, the average citizen could get a job offer and jump ship, but it's for some
0: reason. Yeah, now. you don't like working at the insurance agency that you're at, so you decide to leave and go across town, but that's okay. You didn't. Yeah. You didn't just leave that insurance agency high and dry. Yeah. You did it for yourself. Yeah. Don't. Don't give me that crap. Of sports is also a business. He signed a contract, <laughs> and the <laughs> man's word is all he has. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. Uh, now, I will say, I don't necessarily agree with the way Aaron Rodgers has handled the situation. I think he's made himself yeah. look like a pompous ass. It,
1: it could have gone. It could have gone better, but at the same time, like. I will agree that the Packers front office oh, the Packers screwed him. has kind of, yeah, has not exactly treated him in the best manner as a guy of his caliber. But now be.
0: I will say, I think that this situation with it being the second situation of the hall of fame quarterback in green Bay, trying to hold the franchise over, over the barrel. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it goes to show you that green Bay doesn't care how good you are. They're yeah. calling the shots. Cause the same thing happened to Brett Favre.
1: Now, it, the only reason that it's. It, it's the only reason that that they can say that, of like, we don't care, is because unbeknownst to them, they had Aaron Rodgers waiting in the wings. Yep. Yeah. I don't think Jordan loves I don't Aaron think Rodgers. Jer- I think Jordan loves Aaron Rodgers. I think he can be good, but them letting Brett Favre do all that stuff nice. and then him going elsewhere ended up not mattering because you had Aaron Rodgers behind him. I feel I, – That I will helps say, their case of like, oh, well, you're no one special. I
0: feel super bad for Jordan Love. I do feel bad for Jordan Love. Because for starters, Jordan Love is not ready. Jordan Love needs another year. So there's that. I'll just say the best thing for Jordan Love is for Aaron Rodgers to come back. Yeah. The worst thing for Aaron Rodgers is for Aaron Rodgers to come back because I think if he comes back and, – and I'll ask you this and then we'll go mm-hmm. – does Aaron Rodgers coming back taint his legacy, be just because of every not and maybe not taint the entire legacy, but put a dark cloud over it because of everything he's done the past two months. You know, I'm not doing that. They need to get rid of this guy. They need to get rid of that guy. Uh, I'm not playing. I want to get traded, or I'm an, or I'm done, or whatever. Does him come in? because in my mind, and we talked about it on the afternoon sports drive today, my mind is if Aaron Rodgers comes back, that's the storyline. The entire season, how he, how he, he, he demanded this, he demanded that, and in the end, it was all about money, because you know they're going to restructure his contract if they just, if they just, because they're not getting rid of him. Mm-hmm. He, not, it, yeah, not If it were my decision. thing, what I've said is Aaron Rodgers. What he needs to do is, if he really wants to screw the Packers, he needs mm-hmm. to retire. Yeah. But don't retire. You retire and just say, uh, I ain't got it no more. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then you wait two or three weeks and say, you know what, man? I was out in the yard the other day and I was throwing the football around. <laughs> I felt pretty good, and all of a sudden, guess what? You're a free agent. And then the Packers don't get anything.
1: Well, if you retire and you come back, I'm pretty sure they still hold your rights. Depends. I mean, I guess it depends on what – I don't think they would get rid of his rights. But, yeah, the, the, that does stand true of, like, you can unretire and Just, change. Yeah, but screw him. back to your question, though, I think he's honestly in a win-win for himself because of the well, way – Well, for himself, but not the, legacy-wise. Well, I think he is, though. In, and I'll break it down for you with the way that the media and the general fan majority wise because mm-hmm. obviously there's some that are like oh Aaron rodgers you're a prick like
0: it's the olds.
1: blah 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 yeah so but the people that would decide his legacy or I don't know what the term trying to think of basically decide yeah basically decide his legacy mm-hmm. or, or what where that stands are fine with what he's doing and be, and I think it it plays out two ways. One, he come or I guess three ways. One, he comes back, they win. And then he, the storyline is they I don't I'm not saying they win the Super Bowl, but they just have a good season, right? He and plays on plays on an MVP level, right? And I think they would have a good season because they have the players and I like their coaches are good. Mm-hmm. Then the storyline is will he did this even though he he did this in spite of the management. So Aaron Rodgers, is, they're going to say that Aaron Rodgers is that good to where he can take a dysfunctional team and win with them. Mm. Although on the field they're not that dysfunctional. That's no, just the management. They have pro bowlers all over the field. Just the management. But and then play calling. You players. also have the one that say they say he did come back, and for whatever reason they tanked it. Like they just they had a just a doozy of a season. Here is hoping. Then everyone is siding with Aaron Rodgers saying like, yeah, this management is trash. They should have drafted wide receivers. They should have built around Aaron Rodgers. And then everyone is on the same side as Aaron Rodgers saying like, yeah, we agreed. This management is trash. Because if they do, you know Aaron Rodgers in his camp is going to be like, see, we told you. That kind of thing. Or if he does leave and say he somehow gets to another team. Mm-hmm. they're going to do good. He's Aaron Rodgers. They're going to do good. And then it's just going to be, and the ultimate thing for him would be he goes to another team. Say he goes to the Broncos, and that was one of the main teams that was being thrown around. Yeah, Broncos and Rangers. They have a really good wide receiver core. They've got some good offensive linemen, and they have a good defense. If he goes there, and they somehow end up going deep in the playoffs and everything, and say, say they make it to the Super Bowl somehow, mm-hmm. and they're going to be like, oh, Yep, see what Aaron Rodgers can do with a good group of wide receivers, and then the Packers just get just dumped on again.
0: Here's for he's hoping.
1: Yeah. I
0: mean I don't know. It's it's interesting. I think I think Aaron Rodgers is a win
1: win as far as his legacy goes. I think he's already done enough. I think he has shown that he can produce with any offensive unit on the field.
0: But you wouldn't you wouldn't want Aaron Rodgers in New Orleans.
1: Playing for New Orleans or playing against him? Playing for him. Uh, that would be a direct conflict between my my brain and my heart because <laughs> my brain. Uh, we're
0: talking MVP and Super Bowls here, and you're like, nah, because my No, brain, I don't want that. Oh, just listen, just screw listen. that, bro. I've, I've had this. Conversation I want Jameis Winston.
1: I, I do not think, and I know we've had the, I've had this discussion a thousand times. I don't think he's the best of all time.
0: No, he's not. Right? But he's one. But he's so the second p- best he, right now.
1: I would say he's top. He is top five of all time.
0: Oh, oh I just meant currently playing. Oh, oh, uh, I don't. I don't three. think he's. I don't top think three.
1: he's. Of all time, or right now, right now. Who who's your three?
0: Well, Tom Brady, Pat Mahomes, and Aaron Rodgers. Okay, that's but a, that's not necessarily in that order. That's a good group.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, and that's probably the probably the most common group you would hear. You'd yeah. hear some people throw Josh Allen or Russell Wilson. All
0: or, all time, he's certainly top ten.
1: Yeah, I would agree. But I and I think that just from a quarterback being a quarterback, in my mind, and I'm obviously going to call me biased. I think there is a very strong argument for Drew Brees. Because he holds almost every single record. Oh, no, question. Top of, 10. of being a quarterback. Top ten, right? Yeah. Not winning Super Bowls because that's a team. Aspect. No
0: quarterback. All yeah. Top ten all time.
1: Yeah, and I think he's. I think Drew Brees is number one. I think he's solidified himself as as a, in the top five. Like, and but I, th- I, me personally, I think Drew Brees is number, number one. One, yeah. Because if you look at and I'm and I'm a numbers person, I look at stats of like, okay, what have you done on the field? Production wise, yeah, but
0: how many? Okay, listen, because wins I get, or I, rings I, is not a quarterback step. I get that. I get that. I get mm-hmm. that. I get that. I understand.
1: And I've had this argument with a thousand different people, and I I will understand that. The, and I will. Ex, there's only two other answers that I'll accept.
0: But how many? How many Super Bowls does New England win without the dominance of Tom Brady? How many Super Bowls can well, you... Well,
1: depends, it depends who you have at quarterback,
0: but... How many Super Bowls can you directly link to Tom Brady? Probably... Almost all of them? No, hell no. Really? Yeah, hell no. How great was he in those Super Bowl games? And how great if was you, he leading Go look, leading go look at, go the look Super at stats.
1: Yeah, he was good, but he won, what, six Super Bowls with them?
0: Four of and them? And then won this year.
1: I think four of them, maybe even five, were decided with Tom Brady on the sidelines. They were won by field goals. They were won by interceptions. And they were won by the rushing well, game. Well, I'm not even talking about... Which he was on the field, actually.
0: Obviously. But you got to get there.
1: Yeah. But also look at his defense. Oh, they're good, too, but you got to get there. He also had Pro Bowl wide receivers almost his entire career. Yeah, but
0: how, Peyton Manning. He Peyton Manning had great teams. How many Super Bowls did he win? Two. Yeah, but not seven. But look at his defenses, though. Still? I know,
1: but I'm saying... But also look at the division he's
0: playing yeah, but you, in. Yeah, but you can't say that, that Drew Brees is the greatest quarterback of all time.
1: I'm saying at being a quarterback... Because you also look at you also when you go into like the in depth stats, Tom Brady's like yards per attempt or yards in air for most of his career and in the postseason significantly lower than some other quarterbacks that were. Oh, in. that's
0: sure, that's fine. But so, Tom Brady but it's wins. Also,
1: yes, and I'm, I'm and I'm saying he is he is probably the obviously he has the most rings ever. He is, in my opinion, the number two quarterback in NFL history because he has those crazy. stats. But but wins, if there were anyone else rings, arguing this, I rings, would I would accept it. Rings are not a, but it's also it's also Belichick, one of the best, arguably the best coach of all time.
0: Still, so I mean, yeah, but that's that's a lot of Super Bowls though to give to one coach.
1: Okay, that's all. That's a lot of Super Bowls to give to one quarterback. Yeah, because Tom Brady. Yeah, but sort of Belichick.
0: Okay, and he's okay, the greatest so is, coach of all is time. The New,
1: is the New England Patriots' center the best of all time? Because he has however many rings. No, exactly. It's not a. It's not that is not an individual player. Well, you yeah, stat. but
0: Yeah, but the like it doesn't. If you like, look at the, if he win, might be wins
1: are not an individual player stat except for golf, tennis, things like that. No, but
0: Super Bowls make you fantastic. Like it, it'd be different if you Super Bowls make you damn good. It'd be different if you were talking about like the fourth string corner that just stayed with New England the entire time. Then you would be like, well, he won six Super Bowls. Well, you yeah, haven't do know. anything.
1: But also look at it like. When you when you talk about being a quarterback and just making the plays as a quarterback, whether it's yards, touchdowns, being clutch in the fourth quarter, Drew Brees has Tom Brady in all of those.
0: How many Super Bowls did Drew Brees win?
1: I don't care. He won one, but it, Drew Brees also had go. one of the worst defenses, and he two years in a row. I don't know how the hell the Saints did this, and it pissed me off for years. Two years in a row, the Saints reset their own record for the worst defense in NFL history. The Tom or Drew Brees also had his first. I'll answer this. How many how many Pro Bowl pass catchers do you think Drew Brees has had in his career? I have no idea. One. And his name is Michael Thomas. So he came on the very last couple years of, of Drew Brees' career. He didn't have a single Pro Bowl wide receiver that entire time. His entire career. Michael Thomas was the first one. He had Jimmy Graham for two or three years at playing tight end. Mm-hmm. But Michael Thomas was the first Pro Bowl wide receiver. Drew Brees has the has the most passing yards in NFL history. He has the most touchdowns in NFL history. Now Tom Brady will catch up to some of those, but when you look at a per game basis, Tom Brady will have played more games. So you look at you start looking at game averages and stuff like that. But and like passes attempted and all those stuff. And you can start to make arguments for other quarterbacks as well. Peyton Manning, Russell Wilson has crazy stats, Aaron Rodgers has crazy stats. All those guys are the best, right? But, well
0: technically not they're the best. Do the what? They they can be the best. Well
1: of they're among it's Drew they're Brees. among the group of best. But yeah, I mean you look at being a quarterback, Drew Brees did the most with the least in NFL history, which I think has to and obviously People talk about the eye test, and that's a huge thing that comes up in college football. Is like, oh, who's better from the eye test?
0: Statistically, Drew Brees is a great quarterback. Statistically, but Drew he's Brees not the, gra- the but, best quarterback. But he's not he's not the greatest quarterback of all time. See, I think he may have been the best numbers, quarterback, but he's not the greatest quarterback.
1: So okay, but that's another thing. Is like, who's the most talent versus production? I, yeah, Pat Mahomes might be the most talented quarterback. Pat
0: of all Mahomes. Time. I'll, I'll say right now, Pat Mahomes, before it's all said and done, if he continues doing what he's doing, Pat yes. Mahomes will be the best quarterback of all time. And that's very possible. Now, if he's not going to win seven seven if, rings. Probably not. If, but but if if he'll he do stays, enough.
1: If he stays healthy and the Chiefs keep things around him that are, allow him for production and everything, he will 100% be one of the best that sports have ever seen. Period. Yeah.
0: I have his dad's rookie card. Do you? Yeah, I found that the other day. I was going but, through my boxes.
1: And, I mean, like I said, I've had this discussion – Ten thousand times. If you weren't, a,
0: if you weren't a Saints fan, and I, that's why I everyone, would
1: buy it. that's why everyone's gonna like well, shit on want, an argument. Well, it's
0: because you want, G, you want Jameis Winston. You're like, oh, if you had a choice between Aaron Rodgers and Jameis Winston, you were like, I'll take Jameis Winston
1: because my heart. Because in my mind, I would rather guys. I don't. If we had Aaron Rodgers, would I cheer for him?
0: Clearly, because we would run a well, that, lot but, of damn football games. But that's not the argument. But that's I'm not also question, a guy though. I'm also
1: a guy that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say, Yeah, give me Aaron Rodgers, give me uh DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas. Well you can't
0: cherry pick, but the question that's, that's
1: my thing is like but the question Aaron Rodgers was, Aaron would, Rodgers isn't on my team, I, so I'm gonna cheer for the guy that if, is. Uh,
0: no, I, it's the hypothetical Marshall. You go back two months ago when there was Hypothetically, a
1: Hypothetically, I want Patrick Mahomes on no, the Saints. No, you can't have that. Exactly. because what, pa- what the hell is this argument, then? Because
0: Aaron Rodgers is trying to get out of Green Bay.
1: Okay, then I want Russell Wilson, which I would perfectly... Because he wants because to I, stay in Seattle. I said during... When that whole Russell Wilson stuff was going sure. down. I said I wanted Russell Wilson. Now, I also said we don't have the cap room or... We don't have, we can't trade for it because we no, don't have the picks but for that. that's not the
0: question, though. The hypothetical was, would you rather have Aaron Rodgers or Jameis Winston? And you... Dead looked at me in the face and said, "James I
1: Winston." I want because I'm a guy that cheers for my team. That's I not want the, the
0: hypothetical guy. Marshall. The hypothetical was Aaron Rodgers or James Winston. Now, well, s- he's on my team.
1: I also said that when you look at James Winston with the Bucks, they did not. Now, the obviously, they had some great receivers around him, but towards the end of those years, they did not do any favors for him.
0: Well, no, but still, I'd rather have and Aaron Rodgers. And he still almost led the, won an MVP. Now,
1: did he lead like interceptions all like through all those years? Obviously, yes. But he also led touchdowns and yards. He's a good quarterback.
0: Well, he's an NFL quarterback, but he's not Aaron Rodgers. Well, no. Like that's the thing about that. That's that's my whole thing. Like the best, the best job in the entire world is a backup quarterback in the NFL. Oh hell yeah! Brian Hoyer has the. Which by the way, Brian Hoyer is still playing. If you if you wanted to know, he's like he's number two in the Patriots. Brian Hoyer,
1: chart. Chase Daniels,
0: greatest job in the history like of the NFL. Brandon Brandon Whedon, greatest job in the history. Of the I mean, NFL. Ryan
1: Fitzpatrick does and He actually gets to play. Sometimes. You
0: don't do nothing and you get a couple mil every year. Yeah,
1: yeah you get millions generational wealth which is funny because people a
0: because that's the thing you can you can talk to your blue in the faith brian hoyer is a terrible quarterback brian hoyer is a terrible so. nfl quarterback <laughs> yeah, so like but brian is he is he good enough to win games no but he's good in, like he's better than 99 percent of the population yeah
1: i mean he doesn't they don't teams don't sign brian hoyer other than what those two or three years he was with the texans yeah. teams don't sign brian hoyer to start
0: no No, but he's making Mill to do that. They signed
1: Brian Hoyer because he's been there done that with almost what like a fourth of the league. No, there's no
0: Brian Brian Hoyer is under no pressure.
1: He doesn't he (laughs) He's
0: under no pressure to play at all.
1: He is what he is not a good he is not a good NFL quarterback. He's a good He's a good quarterback. He's just a pro. He's a pro. He's a professional. He's good at being a professional.
0: Damn, what a lucky guy. I would take that job. To do nothing. You learn the playbook, and then you don't even need to know the playbook.
1: You need to know. You
0: know the playbook for training camp. You know how to take knees, so you can do preseason games. And you
1: know how to hand the ball off in blowouts.
0: Lucky, what a job! <laughs> it's the best job in the history of the world. Just like Aaron, she, just like probably. just like Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback than Jameis Winston, and just like Tom Brady is the. I'm not goat. saying he's not a better quarterback. I'm he's the right goat now goat, Marshall. Who? Tom Brady? Brady, and I don't even like Tom Brady. He's
1: the goat of Super Bowls. Yes. He's the goat of all
0: time. He's the greatest of all time, of all time.
1: He's like, no. Yeah.
0: No. As
1: it's, being an individual quarterback and throwing the football and producing. Tom Brady. You, how is it Tom Brady? Tom Brady. How? Tom Brady. No. Literally look at the numbers. Tom Brady. Okay.
0: He's a championship, man.
1: He is a championship, man.
0: Yeah, he is. Great. He knows how to win. Yeah, now he I'm,
1: Like, he is the greatest at that.
0: Yeah, he's the greatest of all time.
1: But he's also
0: when you look at the been list, on some of the best teams. When you look at the list of football players in the history of the NFL, Tom Brady.
1: No, he's like <laughs> no, he is number two, and I will say that confidently.
0: Dump behind Drew Brees.
1: Yes, in quarterbacks.
0: When you when you when you find that list, I'll accept my I'm wrong.
1: I'm giving you the list.
0: No, 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 no. I mean official NFL.com. When you when you find me the it's o- opinions. When you find me the official definitive list that, that Drew Brees is better. Oh so so your opinions, right? Yeah. So my opinion's wrong then. Yeah. If Tom Brady's Oh well yours is not Well wrong. clearly. But it's opinions. <laughs> my opinions But, but it's that's opinions. What, literally Marshall. everyone is
1: gonna say that your everyone's opinion is wrong.
0: Yeah. yeah. Your opinion's
1: wrong. I'm ta- I'm giving my case of why I think this. Yeah, and it's wrong. No. To me it is correct. And that's what opinions are for. Wrong. No. Wrong. <laughs> no, it's my opinion, which makes it correct to me, but wrong. See, what I was saying earlier is like I will accept only Tom Brady, two other names, maybe a third if when it comes in a decade. But Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, I believe has a has a stake at being one of the best quarterbacks of all time. He
0: was super solid. Exactly. I mean, I he think was super it, and solid. And he's another guy.
1: He made it to the top. Right. Went out on a high note. I mean, it, Tom, Peyton Manning is, without a doubt, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. 100%. And then Pat Mahomes will be there.
0: I think Pat Mahomes is there. Well, at
1: the current time, yes. But, I mean, if you're looking at, like...
0: Well, I mean, if he stopped playing today, obviously, but... Well, yeah. I think Pat Mahomes is there. Like, I would,
1: like that's one of those things, like, Pat Mahomes is not a Hall of Famer yet. No. But Pat Mahomes...
0: That boy is on his in way. A, in a decade... That will, dude, that boy could play 10 years. Well, most likely... He could retire after 10 years and would make it. Yeah. Yeah. Like he'd be like he'd be played ten years uh buries, I mean obviously if, if, if Sanders he, if, if he first stayed ballot. if
1: he stayed on the same like talent level and like, I think like he, if he would if he dropped off and he started playing like he was like Daniel Jones or whatever like yikes that
0: is, I talk about another person
1: that's got a hell of a job I th- I I'm actually, you're a starting
0: quarterback right now but not for long actually, and then and then you'll still actually, make good money I'm actually cheering
1: for him I, I cheer for all the young quarterbacks to do good just because I like good football I don't like to see teams going oh in sixteen now oh and seventeen I guess out of the game.
0: That's so stupid. I like good football. The, the, them quarterbacks ain't playing all them games. Do what? They ain't playing all them games. I
1: mean, there's gonna be a. There's they gonna don't. Be, they
0: don't play sixteen games. There's
1: gonna be a few games. There are, there's gonna be a few teams that don't need to play all their starters. No. Instead of sitting one no. game, you're gonna see some teams sitting two or three because tell they can afford to you now.
0: I tell you, I'm tired.
1: I don't even know what time. I know we're like way over one well, sixteen. That's That's actually not that bad. No, it's not that bad. I thought we were gonna be like one thirty.
0: Nah. I do have to call Robert though. I missed two phone calls. I missed a call from my mom. So That's way more important than missing a call from well, Robert.
1: I texted her right after and I was like Yeah
0: I did too and he said call later. I
1: said okay. My mom didn't even reply.
0: Said, Robert hey. likes me more. It might have
1: been the home phone, I have no clue. Just said, <laughs> you
0: just, you just texted your home phone number. Well, I texted her cell. I don't know which one she <laughs> called me from. Her phone's only dead. So. Oh goodness! All right, that's gonna do it. Uh, we're gonna get out of here uh, again tomorrow. Cowgirl softball taking on uh, James Madison six uh, six o'clock Eastern uh, Central time. Excuse me, six o'clock Central. Ooh, time. Okay, just last question. I just ESPN. got out of
1: when on University of Oklahoma lost to JMU. Tweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Equal to a one seed losing to a sixteen seed in basketball? Question mark. What would what would you equate this to in sports?
0: I don't know if you can. Like, so the when... when um, Would
1: you equate this to UMBC beating... When they
0: beat... Was it Virginia, Virginia. or Villanova? Virginia. Um, that was impressive. That was a hell of a thing. That had never been done before. Um, then again, this is the World Series. So that might... That may be the... Man, I don't know, because...
1: I mean, we were I, talking about an 18 bracket, not a I, 64. Like, they battled their way here.
0: Yeah, that... Uh, UMBC beating Virginia might go down as the greatest upset of all time. Probably. Because... James Madison made it to the World so That's they, what I'm saying. Like they, they made They, they
1: won a regional. They won a super regional. Now,
0: like, now I'll I will say that it is certainly, uh, it's certainly one of the greatest upsets of all time. Absolutely, for sure, one yeah. of the greatest upsets of all time. Um, uh, uh, I will say
1: I don't really know what to equate it to, but
0: we fudged. Why fudged up? Uh, yes, yeah. for questions we didn't answer for questions. Okay, well let's um, just zip through like like so, in but two I, minutes here. So yeah, no, oh, uh, that's a hell of a loss, man. But but James Madison made it to the World Series, um. So it's probably the greatest upset. That may be one of the greatest upsets in in softball history. Yeah, but I, I'll. I'll I, I would think that uh, maybe Leicester, Leicester City, went in the okay, English one. Premier League because yeah. it was like five thousand to not, five thousand to one to win that. Yeah, they came from like the lower leagues. That's pretty damn like good. A
1: three year ascent, won the Premier League. That's, that's pretty. One. That's pretty yeah. damn.
0: Bu- that's pretty damn good. Uh, uh, and then UNBC beat Virginia is probably. All right,
1: good so just gonna, we're gonna fly through some of these questions real quick. Mm-hmm. All
0: right. Uh, what newcomer will make a large impact who hasn't really been talked about? Right, so and I'm guessing football.
1: Football, yeah. Um, ones that we haven't talked about. Sheesh.
0: Uh well there hasn't for me the biggest newcomer and we've talked about all of all of the newcomers that are going to make a a big impact whether you know relate to a freshman or just relating to playing in general we've we've talked about them
1: yeah a newcomer could be I don't know if that counts as freshman or just guys that haven't played before newcomers
0: mm-hmm. uh for me my transfers or freshmen okay not guys that haven't played so it would either be a transfer or guys new, that are just getting to campus now for me um. And now the name is escaping me. Um, Position? Cowboy back. JUCO transfer.
1: Oh. Um, good What's his name? You just made me forget his name. What's too. his name? Um, I've freaking, got it. Okay. Commits. Yeah.
0: 21. Maybe just, Austin Gerard. Thank you. That's my guy. Austin Gerard. I yeah, think, is going to... And I'm not knocking the current Cowboy backs, but for me, it's well, Austin I mean, Gerard. You,
1: you kind of can. There's not many of them.
0: So. Well, but... What but I'm also, saying most of our blockers, well, but that's and that's what I'm saying. I, I'm not getting like I'm not saying that they're not any good. I'm not saying that that they're not going to play or anything like that. But to me, Austin Gerard is going to be the cowboy back.
1: Austin Gerard is a wide receiver. That's just big. Yeah,
0: that's that's my and name. I'm
1: not saying he's Kyle Pitts, but right. He's he's good. He's going to catch balls.
0: Um, he'll be he'll be the the best cowboy back since, since Blake Jarwin. Blake Jarwin yeah. he, I'm not saying he's Blake Jarwin or better than Blake Jarwin, sure. but he'll be the best since Blake Jarwin.
1: Yes. Um, sheesh, I don't even know what to say. There's so many guys, like I say, I'll say... Uh, I know he's been talked about quite a bit, but going, I'm just going to say Caleb Etienne.
0: I was going to say going after the spring game, I thought you'd go John Paul Richardson.
1: Well, yeah, but we, he's, well, we've talked about him a bunch.
0: We've talked about Caleb K- Etienne, too.
1: I, I know, that's what I'm saying. So, But guys we have not seen in person yet, Caleb Etienne.
0: Just to let you know, Jeff Hill... We've, we've talked about them all, but that's, that's where yeah,
1: we're I at. mean Yeah, we're, I, Caleb at the end I mean. Uh, okay, do you think, in this, I don't really know what I think about this question. I really, I'm going to really, go with no. Do you think Gundy will ever get better at utilizing the transfer portal? Oh, man,
0: that's a tough question. See, because that, because Gundy, that, in,
1: that insinuates that he doesn't use the transfer portal well.
0: Well, use it better. Get better at using the portal.
1: I think he uses it pretty good.
0: Yeah, but here's the thing. I think the way Gundy uses the portal now... And and this is where it's a double edge for me because I think the way Gundy uses the portal now, which is good, but it's not like some schools where you're landing, you know, the top corner. The, like you're gonna he's gonna yeah. go out and he's gonna get solid offensive linemen.
1: For the way that he uses it, they use it damn well. Yeah. And they, and they get starters out of it most and, of the time. And and that's
0: the thing, like as the way he uses it now, I think is gonna be how he uses it. Because yeah. I don't think Gundy and this staff likes to transfer portal. And that's the that's one of the that's the double edge of it because i think with what lincoln riley I, I agree with lincoln riley i think you're going to start to see it where um, high school recruiting drops off yeah. i think you're going to see mainly schools recruiting from the portal which and that's where that's where it's tricky because I don't think Gundy likes the portal, but I think he's going to have to start using. it well, I mean, it they warm.
1: even said that like they're going to have to hire someone where this rec- to the recruiting staff. That's, that's all that's they the do. Primary job is the portal. Hundred percent. Now, for what they use it for, I mean, you talk about guys like Josh Sills coming out of the portal. Um, who else in recent years has come out of the portal? Uh, what's uh, his name? JUCO guys don't count. Those, those um, aren't um, um, portal guys. Um, um,
0: sinner. Uh, oh,
1: thank you, Danny Godlewski. Godlewski. Christian Holmes. I mean, guys, that yeah. when they have a position open late in the process, they can go get a guy that has experience. Yeah. And I mean, you talk about Christian Holmes is about to be the number one corner. Danny Godlewski is starting at center. Josh I'm excited. Still, that's yeah, that, that may that's be a, that my an, guy right there. That an, that's an NFL prospect. I they even they've already said that. Very excited. About he's what Godlevsky. like three time All Conference player at Miami of Ohio. So excited about yeah. Godlewski. And then you have a uh, All Big Twelve guy still at left guard. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, they use it really, really well.
0: Yeah, but so I, to answer your question. I don't think you're going to I gonna think see the these... way the way he uses it is how it's going to be continued to use under Gundy
1: which is a very good re- like it's a very good way now, to use it. I will say they're
0: going need to need to step it up. Be just just because just based on the way the rest of college football is going to start operating. I think you're yeah. going to have because you're going to see, and, and I'm not saying that Oklahoma State is not going to be successful because Oklahoma State is going to continue to go after the guys that they have always gone after, and they're the guys they're, that fit their system absolutely. Fit their culture. But when you when you start going up against teams that, if you have 25 initials, and let's just say 14 of them are 20 and 21 year old grown men that have played three years of college football, that's that's a little different than going after. 17- and 18-year-old high school kids.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, it's like... Because those guys are going to be playing. Yeah, but I don't know if you see any difference. Because most guys that are on the field anyways are going to be older guys at most places anyways.
0: Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, though, is you're not... These schools aren't going to be going through developmental phases. They're going to replace... They're going to go through... Yeah, so, like, be. so just for instance, um, let's just say Rodarius Williams, right? Right. So where Darius Williams, let's say he graduates and goes to the NFL and Oklahoma State, this is hypothetical, Oklahoma State doesn't have a Christian Holmes or a Jark Bernard, a Jark Bernard that, that played corner last year mm-hmm. and they have to turn to a kid that is a redshirt freshman that has 12 snaps. When you look at, let's just say, the same scenario at Texas and you replace a corner with a, a transfer out of Clemson, that's a hell of a lot different than trying to bring up a redshirt freshman. And I'm not saying that that's going to yeah. be the case across the board, but I think in the next if, – if the NCAA allow – like they continue with this rule of, you know, you can you can come and go as you want. Yeah. The Wild West, no – no, you know, there's no restrictions. You do what you want to do. I think within the next five to ten years, that's going to be – like I think Lincoln Riley's spot on. I think, I think it's going to be – you know, you're not really going to be recruiting high school kids. You're going to be recruiting transfer kids it's and also, filling in with high school kids.
1: It's also – it's unpredictable. Absolutely. I mean, you, Absolutely. Could, you could think you're bringing in
0: – And there's no – yeah, there's stug. no guarantees.
1: You could get Tate Martell, who <sighs> – Yikes. Nothing, or you could get Joe Burrow. Sure. I mean – or a or Baker Mayfield. And, and I think
0: that's the – that's the chances that coaches are okay with.
1: See, that's when they're that, –
0: because you're also because be, you don't know what you're going to get with a high school kid either. Th-
1: yeah, true. But also, there's going to be some school that gets abs- that's going to absolutely screw themselves. Sure. Because they're going to start relying on transfers, and they're going to be trying to take these transfers to start, and they're not going to work, and they're not going to have any younger guys below them to no take doubt. their spot. No doubt. And they're going to f- they're going to screw themselves no
0: hard. Sure. And, but but that's the direction that the NCAA has has taken college football with with open transfers. Yeah. And I and I'm not saying that it's right. I'm not saying but that. But
1: again, you also have to look at it on the other side. If more schools are taking transfers. No, you're right. There's going to be There's going to be schools that are five, able to take those five stars. Yeah, there's going to be yeah. No gonna, doubt. You're going to have schools that are going to be able to if if OU, if Lincoln Riley starts mm-hmm. picking off in the transfer portal, you're going to see guys that would go to OU going to other places, no doubt. Or and that's advice, where, vice versa, and that's where
0: that double edge comes in. Yeah. But, but I, I will, I will say that I, I think the way Oklahoma State uses the portal now is really good because they are getting uh, solid high school transfers. But with the direction that the portal is going, I will say I think they're going to need to. I, I think they'll need to adjust. But then again, I don't know if Gundy will be here. I don't yeah, know. I mean, you know, we don't know how much time Gundy has left. You know, he's always by the
1: time that College Football makes that shift. It'll it'll be years. It'll be it'll five, be ten
0: years. I yeah. I don't think it'll be earlier than five years. Um, but I think by the time we get to the you know because Gundy's always said he doesn't really want to coach past sixty. Yeah. I think by the time we get there, it'll. I think you'll you'll see the adjustment being made.
1: And then last question: Do you think OSU defense can repeat or even improve upon their performance last season? Yes.
0: Oh uh, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't know if there's much you can improve upon. Um, I mean, well, to, let me let me back up. There's always something that can be improved upon. They could always be better. Yeah. Um, I don't – it's tricky for me to look at this defense and say that it's going to be better than it was last year because of how good that defense was last year, um, and you did lose some key pieces. You're replacing those key pieces with kids that have the potential to be really good, Um but I will say I think this defense could be just as good. I think with the returning players that that are coming, uh, the, the, you got the players that are returning. Uh, some of the guys that are going to be taking the spots of the like Amon Amigas and the Rodarius Williams. I think that there's there's certainly a potential to repeat uh, last year's season with, and and it'll all depend on whether or not they can improve. Um, cause Amon's a big hole to fill. Mm-hmm. However, you are returning Devin Harper. You're returning Malcolm Rodriguez. Um, you're losing. I
1: really like Devin Harper taking
0: it. Yeah. Ball. You're, you're losing Cam Murray off the line and that's a big hole, but you're returning all your defensive ends. You're returning all your young defensive tackles. Uh, trace Ford's going to be healthy again. Mm-hmm. Brock Martin should be healthy. Brennan Evers should be healthy. Um, Thomas Harper on the back end should be really good. Uh, Trey Sterling, um, Colby Harvell, Peel, Jark Bernard Converse. Uh, I, I mean, the the list is, and you got your young guys, your Jabbar Mohameds. Yeah. I mean, um. You you know these the, got Corey Black, I think, is going to be pretty salty. Um. So I, I I won't be as bold enough to say that they'll they'll be better, but I certainly think with the talent that that returns and that's filling in, they have a chance to be just as good.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think they I think we'll have a very good season, and hopefully the offense can match that.
0: But I think, and I, I'm with you. I'll go back to what you've been saying. I think this year's offense has a chance of being what last year's was supposed to be. I think,
1: yeah, I mean, I think you can say that about the whole team, really. Because sure. the defense, I mean, like, like you said, I don't know if you can be, you can be, you can be better, but like, I don't know. I'm not going to be, how you can be better. I'm not
0: going to be as, like, yeah, they were really good. Because, <laughs> Oklahoma, and, and Oklahoma State is not known for defense. The Big 12 is yeah. not known for defense. So I'm not going to be as bold as to say that. That this defense will be better or yeah. could be better. Obviously, it could be better. I think the offense will, could be better. At the very minimum, they will good. be.
1: I think the very minimum they will be as good.
0: Yeah, I think they can. With I a, think they will good, be as good
1: because when you're talking about a defense that was number one. Well, they didn't lose much. They were exactly, but yeah. they were they were number one in the country in like third down defense. Mm-hmm. They were up there in scoring defense. They,
0: well, if you look at it, other than OU. Um, and Texas, that was a shoot. Texas was a shootout on both sides, but yeah. if you look at the losses, I mean, like the TCU loss,
1: they had five turnovers, and you held
0: them to under thirty points. I like mean, you hold any Big Twelve team, you hold any team in the country to under thirty points. That's pretty damn impressive.
1: Yeah, I mean, especially, I mean, it's it was under thirty, right? Yeah, it was like it was twenty-two to twenty. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. I so, was I mean, going crazy there. Yeah, I mean this this team is going to be really good. Um, the D, and uh, it'll probably be the defense leading the way again. But that's not a bad thing because a lot of your offensive guys are Well, I'll tell you
0: right now, I would younger I love offense. I grew up like my, my formidable years were, you know, dominant Oklahoma State offenses. Yeah. You know, the Zach Robinsons, the 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 Mason Rudolphs, the you know, the, the Josh Fields, the air it out, you know, we we're, we're racking up breaking records left and right.
1: Do you know what the difference is between a thirty point win and a one point win? Nothing. You win. I mean, obviously, you. It doesn't do, you matter if
0: you win by an inch or a mile. You would Winning's like to see thirty.
1: You would like to see thirty-point wins, but I'll take a win. A win see, is a win, and
0: that's my thing. Like I, I grew up. Whether I you get run it. Run
1: away with it or have to grind it out.
0: I I grew up during the 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 Big Twelve doesn't play defense. You know, I also where, think we're it's scoring healthy. seventy points a game.
1: I think it's healthy that to have to grind out a couple wins before you get into that clutch postseason. I
0: would. Area. I would gladly take a, a defensive performance from Oklahoma State and a thirty-five, fourteen win. I, I would. I I absolutely adore this defensive era that Jim Knowles has brought upon Oklahoma State, and I can't wait to see what this defense can do.
1: I mean, I'm hoping for some. I'm fine. I'd be fine with some some 42-21s, mm. some 42-14s. Sign me up, baby. 35-7s. But I also think that at some point you're gonna see a 28-23.
0: Oh, you will. Like, like and which
1: it, in is. Which is a good thing because, and it'll be a Texas. It's a good thing to know how to win in in multiple mm-hmm. ways. Because it'll if be you, a Texas or uh, uh, Iowa gonna, State. If you think you're gonna rely on just holding someone to ain't seven happening. or fourteen points, ain't happening. Now they did it for a long time, but then obviously you get into an overtime game or, or a close game like that where you start on the twenty or twenty five. You're gonna have to score, like
0: you can hold you can hold Kansas seven yeah, points, but absolutely. the the rest of the Big Twelve.
1: Now, are they are they gonna hold some teams to seven or fourteen? I think so. Yeah, a couple times. Missouri State. Oh, I I think you'll see. Sheesh, I wouldn't be surprised to see them do it to a Kansas State or even. I wouldn't well, be I think
0: Kansas State's going to be a little bit better than they were last year.
1: But I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised. I think this defense is of that caliber where there's going to be a team that you think is going to score 21, 28 points. That it could be Tulsa. That scores 14. It could be Tulsa. like Something like that. I think you're going to see the defense just come out and have a 3-4 turnover day. Mm. The other team doesn't even get like a first down in a quarter <sighs> you or something like that. you got to talking like that, dude. Something it's only like, June. Something like that.
0: It's June 3rd. But I
1: think you're also going to see one where the offense is going to need to step it up.
0: Well, you're gonna see you're you're gonna have a game like OU uh twenty twenty eighteen with Taylor Cornelius. Yeah. Where you're you're looking at upper forties for both teams and you're coming down to the final minute of the game. I mean
1: sometimes it's just like that. And and and, 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 and if I'm being honest,
0: the defense as long as as long as you're not giving up like I and I'm a, it's it's a little talking out of both sides of my mouth because as long as the defense like if you give up forty five points in your defense but you're not giving up seventy yard plays, yeah, I think I'm okay with that. Because yeah. every now and then you're going to need an offense to, like, you're going to have a game like that.
1: Sometimes you play elite offense. And, there, and there's nothing wrong with that. If no. you if you allow 35, 40 points, but you're playing OU, well, and as if long you're the, as you're keeping up with them. If you're the you're national fine.
0: media, then Spencer Rattler's going to do it oh and he's going to win the Heisman Trophy, even though you've seen him play one year and he was okay. He was good, but. that's a, that's a whole other argument. You don't want to get me started. But damn, oh, there's no argument there, man. I'm not going to. Well, not even. I wouldn't even say argue. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to. I won't argue with you. Like, he's good. But yeah, he's pump, damn good. But he's let's not, pump the brakes just a bit. He's not
1: Baker or Kyler. Let's let him. Yet, let's let's let him. Yet, let's
0: think. let him play this season, yeah. and we'll see where and it goes.
1: Season is the optimal word here, not the first two games against a non no. non conference. I need opponent. to see.
0: I need to see some. I need to see some Big Twelve opponents.
1: Give me five or six games, <laughs> and then we can talk about. what's we Spencer can talk Rattler's NFL prospects.
0: And then if he about. and then if he, he he's a Heisman candidate, so be it. But but she yeah, all... let me let me get halfway through the season before yeah, I say anything about it. All right. Uh that's gonna do it. Hey, meet the cast of the new Tiger King show. Cool. Kate McKinnon, John Cameron, Mitchell, and Dennis Quaid. I'm so over the Tiger King, man. I was over it last 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 May. Um that's gonna do it for the for the Pokes Report Podcast. Uh it's been a doozy. It's been,
1: this is one of our more
0: one thirty four. And great. I'll chop some off. So we're looking at like one thirty 130, one thirty 130, f one thirty four twenty seven seconds in counting. Wild, that's going to do it for Pokesport Podcast. Uh, appreciate everyone listening. Uh, appreciate all the uh, the requests, all the questions. Um, we'll uh, again, Calgary softball, Friday night, May fourth, uh, June fourth, June fourth.
1: And let us know what you think about some of our arguments. We had six on this, pe- uh, It's not Drew
0: Brees. It's
1: discussion. It's not even arguments. Just Tom, let, it, let us know whether it's the football one or the Aaron Rodgers. Uh, star athlete I'll tell you right stuff. I'll
0: tell you right now he's not a newcomer but you know I'm super excited about watching this year who? Tom Hutton yeah I think that cat's gonna do I think I think he's I think we're gonna have the breakout season Tom Hutton
1: that'll be And no one ever talks about kicking that'll be one of the more underrated things that like boy Alex Hale's be, gonna be healthy again exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah Tom Hutton I, oh yeah,
0: special teams baby yeah Brennan Presley back there returning kicks exactly. damn son yeah, it's not there. Yeah. I'm so, just ready for. I'm just ready to watch this team. Me too. I'm not going to predict they're going to win a Big 12. I'm not going to predict anything. But I think this team is going to be explosive. I think this team is going to be fun. I cannot wait. I'm just praying for health. Stay, Sign me up. Stay health train, baby. That's going to do it for the PokeSport Podcast. We'll talk to you next week here on PokeSport.com.